And we're live, man. <clears throat> so this is going to kind of be an experimental episode. Uh, I mentioned in uh, Bowman Part 1 that I was kind of open to the idea of doing a monologue. It's been difficult to find somebody um, who's just a right fit at being a co-host. There's a lot of people I like to talk to. The problem is, is that like I have people that would make uh, amazing guests um, or amazing co-hosts, um, but there's... You know, there, there's a concern because, you know, part of this show is, is about being very raw and, and sharing some of those, um, deeper, darker secrets, or, you know, maybe some of the things that are less flattering about humanity. And, you know, some of my friends and, and people that I want to, to showcase their talent and their, and their genius here. Um, having these types of conversations could be frowned upon um, when they're when they're trying to work towards a specific goal in a professional place, and so um, I want to experiment with the idea of doing a monologue and just kind of talk about things that I'm interested in right now or thoughts or feelings that I've had. Um, it's been kind of interesting. You know, as I built this studio as a sort of an experiment, like whether or not I could even make it work with a friend, uh, and that was Justin. You guys, have, anyone who's been listening for a while, um, you know him. You know, you, you've heard him. That's Justin, right? In fact, that's that's probably like a, a, a less of a Justin. There are a lot of episodes, uh, by the time he walked out, man, I couldn't post them. Um, that was just kind of the, the thing, right? And, uh, he, he, he was really unashamed, unabashed. He, he would say things, uh, not for effect. He wasn't trying to shock people, um, but he was telling the truth the way that he saw it. And sometimes that hurt people's feelings or sometimes that was considered offensive, I saw, so Justin ended his own life, um, and that's why those episodes are gone right now. But uh, it was I saw this bizarre unraveling with him, and I don't know. His dad ended his own life, uh, so I don't know if uh, there's some kind of a genetic marker suicide uh, but he had experienced head trauma I think uh, as a kid playing football I, I'm assuming that his dad was probably abusive but I don't know um, but I mean Justin was never one to shy away from conflict so I'm sure he's been in fights uh, I know a lot of people talk about like Chris Farley and his suicide and, and I'm I'm no scientist I'm no doctor but i Definitely believe that there is a direct correlation to head injuries and, uh, you know, a long-term effect on our cognitive abilities or our, or our way that we cope with, with certain things. Um, you know, uh, Roseanne Barr, she's funny and talented. Um, she had a head injury. And I don't think that anyone would know who Roseanne Barr was if she had not had a head injury. 
Um, and I think Miley Cyrus is probably in the same camp. I don't think anybody would know who Miley Cyrus is if she had not had a head, head injury. Because um, it sounds like listening to some of her stories, she's experienced some some of that stuff. But anyways, <clears throat> kind of spinning out, uh, going going down a weird train of thought. But uh, so Justin, Justin um, he ended up taking his own life. And uh, it was really traumatic for me. Justin had been, uh, had been a part of my life for 13 years. Um, I had, I had never had anybody in my corner so much, uh, as Justin, when it comes to platonic friendships, um, he, he didn't give a shit what it was that I was doing. Uh, but if he was around, he was going to make it successful. Uh, he fronted the money to build the the beginnings of the studio. Um, there's these dumb little pictures of this thing. I wish I still had when it was just plywood walls and foam and a desk with some holes punched in it and these cheap microphones and, and this little board. And I, you know, like every time I turned it on, I didn't know if it was going to work with the old laptop I had and all this other kind of stuff. Um, but he believed in me and, uh, I'm trying in some kind of weird way to not let that die. Um, fortunately I have a dear friend, Mariah. She loves her podcast. I love her podcast. Um, she works diligently hard to make that successful, uh, which is the salty sex cast. And uh, I help, but uh, nowhere near. I'm I'm nowhere near the level of of uh, hard work that she's at. And so having this space here has been wonderful. It's a fun place to just come hang out, and you know I'd like to think about it as you know uh, like the coffee halls in. London, you know, when, when coffee first became a thing and people would just gather around and get fucked up on caffeine and, uh, share ideas, right? There was, no one had to give up their chair to another man or whatever. Um, that's how I like to have this studio. Unfortunately, I am a little bit stubborn about some, some things. You're not going to come in my studio and try to tell me that the earth is flat. I'm not going to have that or that vaccines don't work, you know, um, that, that shit frustrates the fuck out of me. Uh, this whole COVID thing has been frustrating. We could be done with this fucking thing if everybody would just play by the rules, wash your fucking hands, and get your fucking shots. Um, you know, I hear all these stories about, uh, well, yeah, like some people die. Look, man, you can fucking die breathing air. The shit happens. But, and I'm not saying that we should go around murdering people with vaccines by any means. Um, but... Uh, you know, it's, it's just going to be another part of our life if we don't fucking wrap this shit up. And the best way to wrap this shit up is if we all had our shots, you know, and I understand people are getting uh cabin fever, you know, which is, um, you know, it's a real thing. I was talking to, a, I have another friend named Justin. He's actually married to Mariah. I was talking to him today, man. And, and he's been working from home now for a year and a half and, uh, he's losing his mind you know, and, and one of the things that he said to me today, because we were talking about getting together, 
which uh, I thought was really insightful was, uh, um, I need some time to miss my wife, right? Give me a chance to miss my wife. He's fed up with being at home. He's basically living and eating and fucking and breathing in his office and he never gets to go. And like, I can't think of anything more fuck, you know, like, I mean, I, I like going to work. I, I enjoy my job. I, I feel like I do a good job. I, you know, of course I always think they could pay me more money, but, uh, that's a different conversation to have anyways. But, um, um, I get to go to my work. I get to focus on work and then I get to come home and forget about it. I, I don't have to, my job does not define me. I don't have to, I, I, I don't work to live. I live to work or something like that. There, um, uh, you know, I have huge amounts of sympathy for, for everyone who's been trapped at home um, and all that other kind of stuff. But uh, if we'd stop arguing about whether or not there's microchips in these fucking shots um, or whether or not they're going to give you autism or kill you, um, and just go get the goddamn shots, it'd be over with. And and if you think I'm wrong, prove me wrong. But you can't. So, I mean, my dad, I love my dad to death, but he's, he's um, you know, God, he might have gotten the shot. And In fact, now I'm wondering if he's gotten the shot now without telling anybody. Um, me and my mom have talked about it. But uh, he argues these, these lies, this bizarre sound chamber of... Um, just this, I mean, I gotta be honest with you. So I, I work, I work in the construction industry and I, and I manage truck drivers that are out delivering building materials. And, uh, we put cameras in the truck and everybody was really paranoid about these cameras. And, uh, they were worried that we were going to use them to spy on them. Well, one, what are you doing that you're worried about me watching you? Right. And then two, I've done their job. It's fucking boring. And it's just as boring to watch someone else do it. And I'm fed up. I Like, now the drivers are just, you know, unaware that the cameras exist. And, and in fact, uh, what they love to do is point out uh, the cameras to people that cut them off or swear at them or whatever when they're out just trying to do their job, you know. For the most part, I work with a lot of really good guys. Um, they're just out trying to earn a living for their family. Um, the company pays, I mean, I don't, um, for the industry that we're in, I think they pay competitively. Their their hands are tied by, uh, um, they have an, uh, a negotiated contract with a bargaining group. Um, for what they pay and, uh, you know, they, they get together and they, they work out their raises and all that kind of stuff. I kind of lost my train of thought. I don't know where I was going with this, but what it boils, I think, I think the point that I was trying to make is that, uh, you know, these guys are, most of my guys are really good guys. They're, they're, they're just trying to make a living. Um, and the camera, uh, in comparison to a microchip and a shot is, is, um, um, I don't think anybody thinks your life is interesting enough to concoct a disease to then get you to go get a shot, uh, to get a microchip. Um, 
the thing that frustrates me the most about that is the people that are saying this are using a phone to broadcast these bizarre beliefs across Facebook. You want to talk about being microchipped, man? Put your fucking phone down. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've thought about purchasing a product or didn't realize that I was going to be sort of trying to solve a particular problem in my life to then have my phone all of a sudden start giving me ads for that particular type of product. So that's always kind of a, you know, if, I mean, uh, Google and I think some, uh, there's stories in the news about target. Uh, it can tell you're pregnant before you should even know that you're pregnant. Uh, if you were a woman who was, newly pregnant they'll start sending you pregnancy stuff ads and, and that kind of thing and there was a dad who was getting uh, mad at uh target he started chewing him out for sending his daughter uh they were sending his daughter stuff for a newborn coupons for newborns or something like that and uh come to find out she was pregnant she didn't even know i gotta turn the heat down a little bit in here give me just a sec guys I don't edit anything, so I'm just going to do it. Got kind of hot in here. Ugh. So that's something to me that is uh, that mad. And that, that, that's something that drives me nuts, man. The, the government... You know, they're, they're listening to you only in so much as that uh, you're not going to knock down another building with a plane um, or try to murder the president, right? That's that's really probably their extent with it. Unless you're actively killing someone, I can promise you the government really does not give a fuck. Um, or you're making more money than them. They, they, they definitely don't like it when you when you pull a fast one on them. Um, they they want to get their cut, right? <clears throat> which is a whole nother conversation. But anyways, um, so everybody keeps bugging me about my cyber truck. When I'm going to get my cyber truck, I think it's in the news. You know, the websites pushed it back to November, 2022. Um, I recently had an interesting relevation. My, uh, my dad, we were talking about some different, some space and things like that. And, uh, he, has got some of his facts. I think. I think um, some of the time he gets a little bit of uh, his facts crossed, and I don't know if it's where I don't know uh, if it's reading or or listening to the news while he's driving a truck, uh, and then also doing other things. Um, but suddenly he's kind of on board with the electrical ve- or the electric vehicle movement, um, which is. A big shift and I, I think I, I I mean sometimes I look at my dad uh, I mean I love the guy uh, and I'd do anything for him I mean if if dad called me and he had a body to hide I'd help him um, but we you know there are certain things we don't agree about and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that and I tell my mom that all the time um, you know because we me and my dad both like motorcycles we love going out for motorcycle rides my dad likes um, big bikes with tons of shit on them and you know he's probably got a coffee maker or something in his motorcycle and um 
who knows what else is on that gold wing of his. It's, it's absolutely decked out in all kinds of lights and whistles and shit. And I'm a rat rod guy. I love, um, you know, strip the paint off of it and let it rust. Like that's the shit I like. It's just, uh, you know, and I blame my dad for that. My dad, my dad, uh, he had me watch a lot of Mad Max when I was a kid. So, or I don't, I don't know, like he didn't sit me down and make me watch it, but it was on and it was something he enjoyed. So I watched it and, uh, yeah, I'm I'm all about fucking bare metal and rust and, you know, um I don't think there's been a thing in my life that I haven't owned that I haven't tried to paint black or take the fenders off of. And if I could get away with it on some of these other trucks and cars that I have to deal with and just I'd strip everything off of them that I possibly could. Um I really like that bare bones basic shit. Um I like using Indian Larry as an example when he built motorcycles before he passed away. Um, just very nostalgic. Uh, you know, a lot of the times when guys were racing their bikes, they couldn't necessarily afford parts or they didn't have the parts. So they would just take off everything they could. Um, I love that shit. Um, to try to make them as light as possible for, um, for their races. But so, so, so dad and I tend to not agree about a lot of stuff. And one of the things that we've argued about, uh, is, is electric vehicles. And I mean, I have to, I have to tell I, the truth of it is, is you look at the, um, long haul trucking, short haul trucking and farming, uh, and mining. You know, these, these are all, these are all rudimentary processes that impact everybody's life every day. These things require a lot of horsepower, right? And so you're talking hundreds of horsepower um, just in a truck that delivers your groceries. You're talking thousands of horsepower um, on the machinery that pull things out of the ground that we need, uh, whether it's um, the the things that we need to continue to make building products like concrete, um or even landscape rock, or to continue to mine the precious metals that we need to make batteries. Um, that shit requires horsepower. And right now, electric, the answer is not there for electricity, right? Um, if I flew Elon Musk into a pit and I said, fix my problem, uh, I'm sure that we could come up with an answer. I don't know what that looks like. I, I kind of wonder, I've had this thought process because you look at tractors, farm tractors, they, they're diesel. They, uh, they've got to run all these different types of fittings and attachments to get these machineries, the machinery working to, to, to cultivate and process our food. Um, I wonder if one day it'll look something like a subway or uh, not a subway, but like a tram system or a train system. That's got that overhead power line that the trains just sort of hooked up to. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I have a hard time picturing uh, bulldozers dragging around big giant cables because I mean, it, it wouldn't be hard to imagine electric, uh, an electric motor that's capable of replacing the engines. that's in these things. Um, it's just, how do you get the power to them? Right. So that's an interesting, I mean, these are all problems that we need to work towards, but telling me that electricity doesn't work because you need power in a bulldozer and you need power in a tractor. So fuck electric cars that to me is a non-argument, right? It, the argument is not that electricity won't work or electric vehicles or electric equipment won't work. 
right? It's, it's more, it's more about, well, I've given up because that one problem can't be solved. Well, it can, but we're going to have to make some changes, right? As I mean, as a whole society, we're going to have to invest in infrastructure. We're going to have to talk about what our long-term goals are, what our financial, financial goals are. I mean, really, uh, in the state of Utah, you can't sell power back to the grid. And it's been legislated that way by the power companies because they don't want to lose money. You know, they don't want you to become your own utility. Um, and to me, that's bullshit. And I can't believe that some power company is, has talked our legislature into, into that. And, and I'm shocked, absolutely stunned. The church hasn't caught on to this fact in the state of Utah. They have the LDS church, the, the missionary, the Mormons, and uh, which they don't call them that. They hate that. They want to be called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But, I mean, really, you know, whatever. Um, they're a bunch of lunatics. But they build a lot of buildings with a bunch of uh, flat space on top that would be perfect for solar panels. And the buildings are unoccupied six out of seven days um, or five out of seven days or whatever it is. The buildings are relatively unoccupied. If the LDS church decided to put solar panels on every single one of its church churches and roll that uh, power back into the grid, they'd become their own power company, right? They'd be generating energy to sell back to the grid. That's another source of income for the LDS church. Um, but the LDS church needs to talk to the legislatures who, you know, we talk about there being a, uh, uh, in the state of Utah, we joke, but there, there's no separation between church and state. I mean, they make decisions based off what they're being told, uh, or, or, you know, the church definitely influences it. And, uh, you know, they say that they don't, but they do. Uh, and any, and, and anyone who doesn't believe that they don't, is a fucking moron. Uh, you know, you're not pulling the wool over my eyes. And uh, if, if you believe the church is not involved or religion is not involved somewhere trying to shape your policy, I got some magic beans I'll sell you while I'm at it. But all the church would have to say to the state is change that legislature, repeal that law, let me sell my electricity back to the grid. And we're, we're going to begin cutting emissions, right? Because right now in the state of Utah, um, a lot of our power comes from coal fire. So they're burning coal somewhere and that then makes heat, which turns a turbine and yada, yada, yada. Um, we got to knock that shit off. Right. And I like, and I understand that tons of jobs are involved, but don't, don't sit here and come to me like, what about all these poor miners and stuff? Put them to work doing something else. Put them to work building solar factories or solar panels. You know, or, or, or let's start figuring out a way to sequester carbon, uh, maybe in plant matter and train these, take these miners that have these, uh, amazing skills underground, uh, and put those fuckers to work, filling those holes back up, um, with other plant material. That was weird. I just got a work phone call, but I'm going to ignore it for now. So, I mean, that's. Uh, let's, I mean, I'm not saying all these ideas are perfect, right? Uh, the, and they're obviously, they're one of my, my own opinions, but, um, 
it's a scary thing for me because I mean, I'm a full blown atheist. There is no afterlife. When the lights go out, that's it. Um, that's all I've got. Right. And my only chance at immortality in this world is, is my darling baby, my, my darling baby girl. And she's beautiful and she's wonderful and she's smart. And she's got all of the potential in the world to do amazing things. Um, if we leave her a world, which is a bizarre thing. And, you know, my dad talks about, I hear people talk about like, oh, well, they were talking about, you know, acid rain back in the day and that never happened, but it did. We lost so many beautiful works of art and sculptures to acid rain. And, and eventually uh, we started capturing sulfur uh, because it's useful. People want to buy sulfur. Nobody wants carbon. It's fucking everywhere. Um, but sulfur is very useful. You can use it to make matches. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's other things. I don't know exactly what everybody does with sulfur, but I'm sure it's involved in all kinds of different processes. It's sulfur. Um, I think I think people, I think some people take sulfur, like as a pill or something. I don't know. Um, but so acid rain didn't become a problem because we were dealing with it. We were doing the work to capture that and then put it to work because there was money in it. There's not money in catching carbon. Um, but these oil and gas companies, um, these coal companies, man, they've got this weird death grip on people and they're just raking in all this money. They're, they're fucking thrilled to just gather up all this money. Um, and then one day that hole in the ground is going to be empty. Well, they don't give a fuck about those miners at that point. One day we're going to run out. It doesn't matter if you believe whether or not humans are causing climate change. Let's pretend we don't know. Let's pretend it's not clear whether or not human beings are causing climate change. It doesn't change the argument at all that the resources that we're currently using to power our vehicles and to keep our lights on are dwindling. Uh, and we're talking, I mean, we're talking hundreds of years maybe at current consumption. But I can tell you that like current consumption, uh, what the fuck does that mean? Because I don't know about you guys, but every year of my life, I've got more lights, more machines, more fun little gadgets running around my house that I love to fuck with. DVD players and lights behind the TV and shit that accentuate the mood. I've got a fireplace that changes colors plus generates heat. Uh, I'm, I'm in a fucking podcasting studio right now with my cell phone plugged in. There's six overhead lights. I've got a ring light with a camera. There's a big-ass PA speaker over there. Uh, current consumption levels? What the fuck? Like, current consumption levels are going to continue to, to skyrocket and climb. They're, they're not going to... Consumption levels are no, not going to remain current. They're just not. Um, I think even my dad can admit that as, as life has gone on, he's gathered more gadgets and gizmos than he knows what to do with. I think sometimes he's uh, trapped by them. He's, uh, I am impressed... He doesn't like to text very much, but he can do it. Um, my mom, ugh. I mean, I, I think any anyone can 
can relate to teaching their mom a, a, a new technology, but my mom has got some kind of a radar that like the moment that I'm going to try to have sex with my wife or I've got my, I'm, I'm up to my elbows in a shitty gross sink or I'm actively trying to keep poop out of my mouth. It doesn't matter what the emergency is. That's when my mom calls. Uh, and then I, <laughs> uh, I love her to death, but she has the worst timing uh, when it comes to phone calls. But anyways, the, I mean, the moral of the story is, is that people are going to continue building and buying crazy gadgets and we're going to keep, uh, fucking things up. And, and, and as long as we continue to use fossil fuels. Now, the next big step is we got to start talking about our plastics, throw away plastics. That shit is in the ocean. There's a big patch of garbage floating in the Pacific uh, that's killing fish and sharks and all these other little things. Well, all those, you know, we're, we're all kind of tied together in these, in these ecosystems and we're killing stuff faster than it can adapt. And newsflash evolution is true. So we're not allowing these populations of, all these different, all these different uh, animals and species and plant life—they're um, used to gradual changes over hundreds of thousands of millions of years, and then the population, you know, ebbs and flows. And I mean, there's been extinctions uh, for a long, long time. And generally, if nature suddenly shifts, you see populations of species that just aren't built for the new nature—they die out. Well, everything's kind of tied together, right? We're it, like, it's a tree of life. It's a web of life. And so, I mean, you know, you hear scientists are talking about bees um, and it seems dumb. And probably some people out there are like, yeah, fucking bees, man. They're always bugging me. Um, we miss out on bees one year and um, we might just not eat because a lot of our produce uh, depends on that pollination. So we need to start considering the types of damages that we're doing to the environment. What are we doing that harms bees? What are we doing that, uh, you know, hurt stuff? Now the other, the flip side of the coin and me and uh, a friend of mine is named CJ. I tease him. I say that he's a theoretical physicist uh, and I'm an experimental physicist he wants to do long-term safe studies and never really actually put a plan into place, right? Uh, or or, or uh, an action into place to mitigate something. I'm ready for genetically modified mosquitoes, man. It's time to fuck mosquitoes up. I'm so sick of them. Um, I'm not saying we have to kill every species of mosquito, but can we get rid of the ones that carry Zika? Can we kill the ones that carry West Nile virus? Um, can we get rid of fucking malaria? I mean, Africans have, Africa is already fucking having a hard enough time. They need malaria too. Um, fuck. I mean, thank God AIDS isn't mosquito born that I know of. Um, let's, let's work on that fucking problem. So I'm, I'm very pro CRISPR. I love these scientists that are putting in the effort. They're putting in the work. 
Um, they're talking to these, they're talking to people. So they're genetically modifying these mosquitoes. So there's a very specific type of mosquito that carries malaria. And that, what they would do is they would introduce uh, a genetically modified mosquito that is 100% mosquito, but they have a gene that the female larvae die. So what you end up with is a whole bunch of male mosquitoes running around trying to have sex with the females and then their offspring can't have females and eventually it leads to population crash uh, and they've shown it time and time again in the laboratory it works and eventually all the mosquitoes in the lab die um i don't know how long a mosquito lives um but you know they they've done these wonderful experiments where they've um they've got mosquitoes with day and night and and all that kind of stuff they, they're amazing experiments and and they've shown a success rate right now again we kill a bunch of mosquitoes, uh, a, a particular type of mosquito. Maybe we kill a you know a particular type of frog, and it's sort of like that uh, fable about the chick who ate the uh, she ate the fly, and then sort of deal with that. She ate a frog, and then to deal with that, she ate a snake, and then to deal with that, she ate a bear. Um. So you know we don't. I mean, we really don't know uh, what what will unravel when we start grasping these threads, but fuck mosquitoes. Um, I, I feel like we can all get behind the fact that those things run around and kill people all the time. Uh, and, and I mean, like I said, Africa's got it hard enough, man. We don't need to add malaria on top of that. Let's solve that fucking problem. Um, with science. I fucking love science. That shit is cool. I wish, uh, I wish I had, better understanding uh or a direction to travel in a scientific field i love free thinking i like uh you know i would love the job being a futurist those guys have got it made man because somebody somewhere is paying other people called futurists um to just think about what it might might be like and they make all these kind of crazy predictions uh, and then, you know, what the fuck does it matter? Because they're making these predictions so far in the future that they're probably going to be dead anyways. So, you know, the hell. That'd be a fun job. I'll take that job today. If any of you guys are willing to throw money at me to predict your future, not your future specifically, but humanity's future, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Because I think you're going to end up with uh, a bizarre, there's going to be like... Uh, there's going to be this group of people that embrace science uh, and they run away from the oceans because they know they're about to flood um, and they jump on rockets and they flee and then there's going to be these dumb fuckers that just keep shitting out kids uh, in the ponds. Uh, this there's, there's going to end up being this really kind of bizarre class. I, you know, uh, one day I don't think money's really going to matter. You know, uh, I think that uh, I think the days of working jobs are over. Uh, I mean, I really think that people are kind of looking around right now. I mean, at the end of this COVID thing, fuck, man, nobody wants to go to work. Why am I doing this? Um, you want me to come in and torture myself for money? That's stupid. That's uh, I mean, fuck, it's prostitution, right? But we'll arrest them. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll arrest somebody doing sex work. Um, but, uh, 
you know, I get up and go go uh, sacrifice my health, my my mental health and my well being. I mean, I, I I go to work sometimes and I am just hurt. I'm frustrated and um, I have to be mean to people. I have to tell people I'm not paying for your stuff or I have to tell people you don't work here anymore. You got to go home to your wife today and tell her you've lost your job. Uh, And if somebody calls me and asks you if uh, they should hire you, I'm not going to give them the best recommendation Um, because I don't like seeing dangerous people on the road, you know, not to be mean. Um, And I don't know if it's legal, but I mean, so far I haven't been called. So I don't think that I've, broken any laws but uh yeah sometimes i've got to fire grown men because they can't they're not capable of doing what they're doing and uh that shit wears on me i i I struggle i go home tired and and hurt you know i have to compromise some of these things i mean I'm, i'm a very compassionate person um i think everybody deserves a chance uh i think uh most people can be trained um And sometimes I got to let those people know they're fucked. They're going home. And you're not welcome back here. Um, I mean, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here kind of thing. So I do that in exchange for money. Um, that's going to have a lot. I, I feel like that's going to have a really long-term effect on me. I... Uh, Sometimes I wonder if uh, sex workers have it a little bit easier, the ones that are that are choosing to do it, not the ones that are forced into it or tricked into it. So, you know, those are those are. I mean, you look at the United States right now, uh, and I don't think it's just the United States, but COVID. We COVID showed us a lot of things that we didn't want to admit, and one, having a job sucks, and it fucks things up, and it can be much more rewarding to simplify your life uh, and do something less lucrative uh, to sort of go home with your soul intact, right? And uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, again, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in a soul. I don't know if there is a soul. Um, I don't think that there is. Um but I I think that we're all kind of um, becoming aware of the fact that um, some of this shit is bullshit. So we'll cross a couple things off the list and make me angry. One, healthcare. You talk about this being the greatest country in the world. Why the fuck can we not afford to take care of people? I understand doctors deserve to make a certain amount of money. Hospitals, they all deserve that, right? I And I'm good with that. But people going bankrupt or, or destroying their family's fortunes, trying to live, uh, what the fuck, man? Um, I had to have a conversation with my ex-wife um, when I thought that I possibly had uh, a particular type of cancer. Fortunately, I don't. Um, 
I had a conversation with her about, I, I made the decision financially that if I had it, I wasn't going to fight it. I was going to let the cancer kill me. Um, because one, I didn't want Cicely, my daughter, who's the most perfect, beautiful angel on the face of the planet. And if you ever hear this kiddo, uh, every day that I see you, you reaffirm to me all the wonderful things about humanity that I love to believe. And, uh, I love you so much, kiddo. And if I'm not around anymore, um, go tease your mom. Uh, and if she's not around anymore, um, I don't know, tease your wife or husband or uh, if you have kids, go pick on them a little bit. But anyways, uh, oh, no, no, did I lose my thought? Oh, I had to have the conversation with, with my ex-wife that I was uh, not going, one, I didn't want my daughter to remember me in tubes and in a hospital, and then two, I wasn't going to financially ruin everything that I'd worked on, spending it on drugs that might not work. Um, or surgeries that might not work, right? Uh, I'm a relatively successful, although slightly uneducated, white man in the United States, and I decided, well, I'm probably not going to be able to afford this. If I have that, um, and I was going to have to tell, I mean, it's like that conversation you have with uh, a vet when you're putting down an animal. Um, one, I don't want this animal to continue to suffer. And two, I don't know if I can afford its care. Well, that's why we put animals down. Those are the two choices, right? So... Uh, if I can't, if I can't afford it. So, I mean, I, I had that, I had that, I had to come to terms with my own morality, mortality right there. Um, I feel like that's a wonderful thing. So one, we got to get on the ball about our, our healthcare systems. Doctors deserve to be rewarded, uh, for the work that they're doing. Uh, pharmacies, pharmaceutical companies, they deserve to make a profit. I think that's fair, um, but not at the expense of human lives, not to a grotesque, ridiculous amount that the insurance companies are willing to pay or whatever. Um, so the next step uh, is the one we need to get our health care in order. And, and, and I mean, honestly, to me, healthcare, getting our health care in order is second to the fact that we need to stop burning fossil fuels. There's a lot of things that are second to that, but uh, we need to get our healthcare system in order. Um, that shit irritates the fuck out of me. It's scary. I mean, I have health insurance and I'm still terrified of getting hurt or becoming ill. It might ruin me. And uh, if I get so ill that I can't work, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Um, and I certainly am not going to let my wife uh, go broke because I died of an illness. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather not have medical debt when I pass away and they ha they come looking for her. I'll just die at home. Thank you. Um, two big. This is a big thing that I think we need to admit to ourselves: the war on drugs didn't work. Um, it's not working. It's made cops. Oh, hey, Jamie. 
I'm going to pause. Sorry about that, guys. Jamie uh, popped in from uh, work. She brought me some pretzel bread from uh, one of the classes she's teaching. I guess I made pretzel bread. But uh, so, yeah, the war on drugs is an absolute failure by all accounts. Um, we need to look at the systemic issues that people face when it comes to drug addiction. Um, I think that, uh, it's not treated fairly. Some people enjoy recreational drugs. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, good example of something but i mean there 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 are people that uh you know occasionally they just want to check out a reality right so um i've heard wonderful things uh joe rogan's talked about mushrooms and and dmt and uh and those kinds of things uh if someone wants to take mushrooms and mow their lawn i don't give a fuck um the concerning part is so i mean i think we already have laws in place to punish uh behavior right so if you if i decided stone cold sober to go wreck my car into a crowd of a crowded people and uh get into a gunfight then i'm going to be held accountable right if i get arrested um it doesn't matter if i did that on cocaine or mushrooms or uh you know, whatever, whatever other kind of substance to me, that's that, that part of it is irrelevant, right? Um, I don't know of, uh, very many people that are, I mean, most, it, it seems to me that most people that are enjoying some sort of a chemical change to their brain, most of them are just kind of looking to check out for a little while from reality, right? Um, and we're seeing people use bizarre stuff, uh, to try to get away with uh you know their drug use there's jamie again love you babe she brought me goldfish she's so kind um there's you know people were fucking around with like spices and shit right and they said oh yeah it's a bath salt thing or whatever uh and then the next thing you know it's making people crazy and they're eating the homeless right in florida everybody remembers the florida zombie um, or if they don't Google it, the shit was crazy. The guy smoked something that came out of like a head shop. It was some kind of an unregulated synthetic marijuana. And it, for whatever reason, made him decide to go eat a homeless dude. Um, which first gross, um, of all the people to eat, not that one. Um, that's a joke, by the way, I don't condone eating people. Um, but I mean, why was this guy searching this product out to begin with? He was he was trying to escape reality, and he fucked around with something that was unregulated or unmeasured or whatever. And you know, uh, people are just sort of trying to find these dumb little loopholes around the law. Well, look, man, if a guy wants to smoke pot, when's the last time you heard of somebody smoking pot and eating a, eating your friend's or a homeless person's face? I mean, I know for a fact that everybody everywhere um, has been exposed to marijuana at some point. You know somebody who smokes it. Even if you don't know you know someone who smokes it uh, or takes edibles, 
Um, I've never seen anybody uh, on marijuana decide to to um, eat a homeless person. Um, really, people that smoke pot are some of the most uh, um, passive, cuddly people I've ever met. You know, um, I got a, a friend of mine who enjoys uh, edibles, and when she she's not necessarily a big hugger. Um, but when she takes, uh, when she eats an edible, you know, you'll get a hug out of her. She's, she just sort of takes the edge off and there's less of a guard and she's happier and good for her. Right. Um, I know a lot of people, uh, I mean, I was surprised, uh, of a really close colleague of mine at work, uh, disclosed to me that he had tried mushrooms in the past, uh, psilocybin, uh, psychedelic mushrooms. Right. Um, he was like, oh man, if you ever get, if you ever get the chance, do it. And, uh, I was stunned. I was just fucking blown away. I I would have never thought that this guy would have been like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. That was, that's, if there's a drug to do, that's the one to do. What's the harm in that? I've never heard of somebody taking psychedelic mushrooms and, uh, eating somebody's face. Now I'm not saying that you should go eat a bunch of psychedelic mushrooms and jump in your car. Um, I'm sure that's not good, but if you go out and you wreck your car, uh, uh, and hurt somebody, um, I don't think mushrooms are the issue. Um, you know, and so, I mean, that's, that's where I'm at with it because I mean, what, what you're looking at is it's made the police become adversarial and militarized and they're going after the wrong people for the wrong reasons. And it's not their fault. Um, some of them make some really shitty choices. Um, uh, and luckily I think, um, the justice system really kind of prevailed on that. The, the man that killed George Floyd is being held accountable. Um, this is a a white cop. I can't even remember his name and it's not important. I think George Floyd is the one that we should be talking about. Um, but he knelt on that man's neck until he died. He, he killed that guy in the street. Uh, and he had two other fucking bullies helping him do it. Uh, and I'm not just mad at them, but what about the fucking crowd of people that film the shit? Um, why didn't they intervene? Well, one, they can't, right? Cops have guns. Um, and they'll throw you in jail. And I have heard many, many cops say, doesn't matter if I'm right. Uh, you're still going to spend the night in jail. Well, that's fucked up. So we need to look at a criminal reform in the future, right? So one of the things, one of the things that I would like to see in the future, and no cop will ever agree to this, and no lawmaker will ever agree to this, because uh, they'll probably find themselves in the same boat and afraid of this bet. But if a cop writes me up for speeding, and I know for a fact I wasn't speeding, and I can prove scientifically that I wasn't speeding, uh, he writes me a ticket, and I can go argue with the judge. Cop doesn't lose anything, no matter what. Best case scenario, on my part, I'm going to take a day off from work to go get myself out of a $250 ticket um, or, or whatever the cost of the ticket is. Um, that's, that's best case scenario, right, as, as it stands right now. What I'd like to see is if I'm right and I can prove I'm right, the cop has to pay the $250 for wasting my time and the court's time. Um, these poor court systems are so overwhelmed with just, you know, the average person out there who was doing five over 
while uh, you know we've got um, people running around doing serious shit, right? Um, I've talked to a couple of different uh, a couple of different people from a couple of different um, types of policing, right? Because there's city and rural and 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 urban and all that other kind of stuff. And um, right now, because of the war on drugs, it's easier to kill somebody and get away with it than ever because they're busy trying to bring in a pothead. You know. Guy standing on the corner selling a dime bag is much easier to catch than uh, a sophisticated uh, killer. Somebody wants to go out and off people. It's a lot easier. And one arrest equals one arrest, right? So, um, you could you could fuck around in the neighborhood all weekend, and and you know you could bust, you know, ten or fifteen guys, um, for a dime bag. Really easy. A lot harder than it would be to fucking figure out whether or not somebody's killed somebody especially if that person's gone to lengths to cover up that murder right so the criminal the criminal justice system's fucked up um we're looking in places that we shouldn't be um and and serious crimes are not being um really looked at and there's no sort of accountability for the people that are supposed to keep us accountable right the 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 judges and the court systems you know all these different kind of political decisions, and you you can look at uh, you can look at habeas corpus, cor, uh, habeas corpus. Now I'm not 100 percent sure if I'm saying that correctly, but um, Google it. You'll sort it out for yourself. Uh, everybody was mad at Timothy McVeigh, right? So he put a bunch of ammonium nitrate. Uh, into a rental truck and he and mixed it with diesel fuel and he drove it out in front of the Oklahoma City building and he set this this thing off and I, I don't know why uh, I don't know what his his reasoning was for it but um, everybody was in a panic over this guy whether or not he was going to sit on death row uh, doing appeal after appeal uh, and uh somebody in congress uh you know mad that this guy blew this stuff up and the president who was involved uh bill clinton at the time um got this law pushed through that uh that the review in the in the case law uh was hugely weighted against uh the people that were convicted of crimes which fine but innocent people get accused of things that they didn't do and there are probably innocent people in jail right now. People who didn't commit the murder, didn't commit the rape. Uh, I mean, everybody. I, I, I'm sure you've heard of making a murderer. I mean, the Wisconsin criminal system and the Court of Appeals are so obviously corrupt and trying to hide something. Um I think, I mean, personally, Wisconsin, if you are so sure of the conviction that Stephen Avery murdered Teresa Halbach, redo the trial. Prove it again. Let, let it, I mean, I mean, if Ken Kratz is that confident in that conviction, do it again. What have you got to lose? I mean... I, I'm not saying that it's better to let a murderer walk the street, but my concern is, this is the big concern, 
is that, you know, while Stephen Avery was in jail for a rape he did not commit, the man that actually did commit this, well, he didn't commit a rape, but it was an assault. But the guy that assaulted that, the woman that he got, that Stephen Avery got convicted for, um, he was still out raping people. Let that sink in for a second. Stephen Avery, who, you know, he's not the smartest. Um, he's not the most eloquent. Uh, he's not the most attractive. Um, but he didn't rape her. Or he didn't try to rape her. But the guy that did was still out raping. I mean, that right there is outrageous. Now, let's fast forward to to Teresa Halbach's murder. If Stephen Avery is innocent, as he proclaims to be, and if some of the evidence is to be, to be believed, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not under any false impressions. Uh, you know, when I watch a program like Making a Murderer, I understand that there's a point to it and somebody is profiting off of that uh, good conspiracy or whatever, you know, don't let the truth get in the way of a good conspiracy. Uh, I understand that that's weighted uh, to be in his favor. But um, uh, if Wisconsin is so sure of that conviction, let's retry it. Because... If they're not, um, if Stephen Avery is innocent, that that means that Teresa Hallbach's killer is free right now. Um, maybe he could have killed again. Uh, maybe is planning to kill again. Um, I think think that that's something we should all kind of be thinking about um you know because uh, you look at case studies of of people that kill uh and and you know serial killers in general they sort of have a um a pattern to their behaviors and there's a build and then there's a climax and then there's a recovery period well he might be building again and maybe is looking at another victim um so I, again i think you know i've said it a couple of times if wisconsin if the wisconsin judicial system is so certain that stephen avery is guilty then put your money where your mouth is retry it let kathleen zellner show you uh her forensic evidence have the conversation give this guy an opportunity and, and never mind brendan dassey that whole confession to me i think that confession is the biggest piece of evidence i don't i think that kid is lost in fantasy world and when, when he's going through that confession he's literally just trying to get these cops to leave him alone and so every time they pick on him he invents another piece of information and then they prod him along and they give him room for these stories but he doesn't create anything there. It's one of the most painful experiences of my life watching that confession. He's 
got to be suffering from some kind of autism um, that just makes him really not, not just autism, but some kind of uh, um, another learning. He's just slow. Uh, I, I, I don't, I, I, there's not a kind way to put it. He's just not as advantaged as some people intellectually. Uh, and, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, whatever you want. I mean, his dad's slow and his mom is slow. So he's slow. So, uh, that's a big thing that bugs the shit out of me. The war on drugs, the judicial judicial system. I think those those are kind of tied together. You know, Bowman touched on it. He's, he's got a lot of family working works in the prison complex, and uh, you know, I, I really don't think a lot of that stuff works. But um, you know, the public feels safer the more money we spend on big walls and thicker bars and uh, all that other stuff. But uh, uh, realistically, we're not rehabilitate rehabilitating anybody now don't get me wrong i'm not a pacifist uh i'm i am full i i'm a hundred percent behind executions and uh fuck i don't care if they're public uh broadcast them um but whoever uh is being executed um had better damn well be as guilty as you can fucking prove it and they need to be given every opportunity to exhaust that appeal or, 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 or to appeal that um, because that's um, I think that's what justice affords us right and when we that that's uh, we, we talk about being the greatest nation on earth we're, we're a bizarre little experiment Um. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not a pacifist. I'm I, I'm not the type of person who says you know war is bad. No, sometimes you have to go out in the world and you have to fuck up people that are making things wrong, right? Somebody comes into your life and they're a pestilence and they're causing you issues. Sometimes you've got to shove them out the door. Get the fuck out of my face. Uh, stop doing this. Your behavior is unacceptable. Sometimes violence is the answer. Um, and I hate to say that, but. it's the truth of the matter, right? Until society progresses to the point where Elon Musk is the emperor of the world and we're all riding on his barges to space, um, like the Mormons claimed the Jews did uh, to the United States, um, we're going to be the the Elon Musk uh, space barge Jews going to Mars, I guess. But uh, uh, until we get over this bizarre need to kill each other, uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes you have to go out and fuck people shit up. Um, I mean, I think Hitler is a very, uh, I mean, obviously world war two, uh, is a very clear case of that guy was a fucking problem. Um, you know, Iraq is kind of an interesting one in my mind. It's, uh, it's something that leaves me with contention. Uh, in my inner heart because uh, I do, I certainly believe that, uh, you know, part of the reason we were there for it was for oil. Um, but uh, Saddam Hussein was actively committing genocide. Uh, he was a fucking terrible human being and his kids were bad and fuck me. They were just terrible, shitty, evil people. Uh, I have no problem with the fact that that man hung 
uh, and and I have no problem with the fact that the United States spent the money that they did. Um, I mean, the problem is, is you can't just kick in the door and fuck shit up and leave because then, uh, you know, who knows who's going to take over then. But uh, uh, at the same time, we can't stay there long enough to make everybody uh, a a democratic society um, because freedom, whether or not you want it, is not freedom. So, uh, yeah. So there's just some kind of ideas that have been rattling around in my head, stuff I kind of, uh, I get passionate about. Uh, th- again, this this uh, episode is sort of an experiment. Um, so please uh, reach out to me, uh, murdershackstudios.gmail.com. Let me know what you thought. Uh, if you want to hear me continue to rattle on, uh, or if there's a different thought process, should I be uh, preparing material? Do I need to have numbers and data to, to back up my attitude, or is uh, you know, or can I just Sean Hannity my way into just making you believe how I think uh, because I yelled it at you loud enough? Um, I think one of the things that I want to cultivate in Murder Shack Studios is. Uh, an openness, right? Um, I think that the healthiest thing that we can do as a society is pull, is apply the scientific method. Um, what works, what doesn't work, uh, how does the, you know, uh, you know, where's the control? Uh, anytime you do an experiment, you need to have something that's uh, missing the tested factor to make sure that you're not measuring uh, incorrect results. Um but that's the big message that I would want to come out of Murder Shack Studios is that uh, the scientific method, uh, to me, trumps everything. Uh, whether it's uh, religion or building rockets to get to the moon um, or to Mars or populating the rest of the galaxy like Elon Musk wants to do. I uh, personally... Um, think that it's really a good way to to break these bizarre echo chambers that we're in right now. Um, you know, you look at uh, the riot, the cap uh, on the capitals uh, or at the Capitol on the sixth. Um, those people thought they were a part of something. They were really, I think, brainwashed in these weird echo chambers. I still have people to this day are certain that uh, Trump is still the president uh, and is, I think, running things. Um, Biden's just some kind of a puppet, I guess. I don't I don't know. Um, but he's really, uh, he's doing a terrible job of being a Trump puppet because he's undoing a lot of the stuff that he didn't like about Trump um, that Trump would would probably brag about. Uh, You know, I remember uh, I woke up, I haven't listened to the radio since Trump was elected. I woke up, uh, you know, Wednesday in November, I think it was, what was it, 2016, whatever it was. And, uh, Everything was so doomsdayish. 
uh, I had friends of mixed ethnicities and stuff confess to me that they were afraid. Um, people, women were afraid. And, uh, I mean, yeah, these president grab him by the pussy. Uh, he, uh, I mean, I was an optimist. I was like, well, fuck man. Maybe this is the thing that'll shake it up. Finally, we're going to get some fucking decent people in here after this train wreck happens. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if Biden's the guy, uh, to save the world. Um, but he's definitely better than what the fuck Trump was doing. Um, it's a, it's a bizarre thing to kind of talk to seemingly intelligent people that seem to think that, uh, that ridiculously rich multiple bankruptcy having elitist um, gave a fuck about anybody like me lower middle class middle class whatever you want to call me he didn't give a fuck uh, he was just stuck in some kind of weird I mean I think this goes back to we were talking about Miley Cyrus earlier Having a head injury. I'd like to check Trump's history for head injuries. Uh, it would explain that weird fucking hair. Um, I just didn't get that guy at all. He was... Uh, ugh. It's unfortunate, too, because, I mean, he did talk a big game, and I thought, you know what? This could be the guy to kind of shake things up. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's not your, uh, you know, he's not your average... Uh, uh, he's not a politician, right? I thought that's what we needed, and uh, boy, was I wrong, man. He just blundered in and fucked all kinds of shit up. Uh, I mean, I never voted for him in the first place, so that's fine. I can't remember who I voted for. I think it was uh, it was the Libertarian Party that year. Uh, I want to say it was it was a governor. Um, I used to I used to vote third party, man, but now I can't. Uh, it's a wasted vote. But, uh, anyways, I'm going to kind of wrap up. Uh, I want to continue doing this show as a memory to my friend. Um, you know, I love Justin. He was, uh, he was a huge part of my life, uh, 13 years. Uh, it's been hard. It's been difficult in dealing with that. I know that his, um, his mom is just absolutely destroyed. His girlfriend, Lisa, who is a lovely woman, she's absolutely destroyed. Um, it's been a difficult thing for me. I still pick up the phone. Uh, I still want to text him and tell him something funny. I still want to call him and tell him something funny, uh, a thought or an idea. I mean, he, he helped me build the studio because he liked, he liked that I was excited about it. And, uh, so I'm going to try to keep this going one way or another, whether it's uh dumb monologues or, um, um uh working out whether or not I can find somebody who is, can commit to the time that it takes to do this. This is uh Mariah at the Salty Sex Cast. She can tell you this is it's a passion project. It's something that requires dedication and work. Um it's not easy to do. Uh once you I mean the machinery and the lights, man, that 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 part's easy. Um but the time that goes into recording 
and thinking about and, um, you know, managing your social media and, and all that kind of stuff. That's definitely, I can, I, I have to imagine that, uh, you know, if this, if this podcast ever produced any substantial amount of advertising dollars, the first thing I would do is f- hire somebody to Twitter for me. And I like Twitter. I use Twitter for myself. Um, but it is a chore doing it for the show. Um, so anyways, uh, salty sex or no, that's the other, uh, podcast, uh, murder shack studios, gmail.com. Um, you know, I used to go by crunching the numbers. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep that title. Uh, I may end up, uh, reposting these episodes somewhere else, uh, or under a different title, but murder shack studio is going to be, um, the ultimate title of it. If you live local in the Utah area and you, uh, you, you've got some ideas you want to talk about, um, you know, uh, the podcast studio is here. I don't have to be here, right? Like it, it, it can be a, a manner of me teaching you how to use the equipment and leaving you to do your show. Um, or I can, or, or I can assist. Uh, it's just fun to, to build and share these ideas. Um, the more we talk, the more we share ideas, the more we, I think, get beyond those echo chambers. And uh, we're guilty of it on both sides. It doesn't matter what side you're on. Um, Democratic, Republican, uh, you guys are stuck in echo chambers and, and you're getting, to, you're getting, you're, you're nearing the point where it's dangerous and it's scary. So, uh, that's my mission in murder shack is, uh, we're going to kind of, um, try to break echo chambers. Let's, let's get a diverse group of ideas in here and, and start having those kinds of conversations. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for tolerating, uh, my first ever monologue. This is a test episode. So, uh, let me know what you think. I'm going to listen back. Uh, I'll listen myself tomorrow. And if it's terrible, uh, I'm still going to leave it up because some of the best lessons are learned through failure, I think. So, love you guys. Peace.